Hi guys, welcome back to Flick Talk. It's Fee and Belle. I'm Fee. And I'm Belle. And thank you once again for joining us this week. Um, like we discussed last week, um, we will be talking about P.S. I Love You today. And um, just make sure you're comfortable. Um, make sure you've got a cup of tea, whatever you need to make yourself um, Grab just some relax. tissues. Yeah. <laughs> grab some tissues just chill out because this one is quite teary so we'll get started sophie over to you okay i i just actually let's just talk about like i don't know first impressions what what did you think of the movie when did you watch it so originally i so i've watched it i think i've watched it three times now but um originally i must have watched it i don't know in like i know it came out in 2007 so maybe around 2010 when I was in school and yeah I only watched it because there was like a hype about it everyone was like oh it's so amazing it was almost I I don't know I don't know if you remember when Dear John came out yes but there was like everyone was like raving about Dear John and it was a bit like that everyone was like going on about P.S. I Love You and that's why I watched it and I liked it I thought one thing was it was quite long yeah oh it's like two hours and nine minutes long yeah it's it's quite a long movie so that that was a bit it it did feel like there were parts that didn't need to be in there it could have been a, a lot shorter but i yeah i enjoyed it i thought it was a very sweet movie um i loved um i loved the storyline i thought it ended on a very nice note so yeah those were my impressions so yeah and what about yours what did you think yeah like i thought i think so again the first time i watched it was this year um in well i I say this year i mean 2020 the year of quarantine yeah so i watched all the movies that i've been putting off and one so my friends came and stayed over and she was like have you ever watched this movie and I was like, no, I've just, for some reason, I avoided it because it's so, apparently, every, you know, the yeah. hype was that it was a really sad movie. Yeah. Um, and she's like, yeah, it's sad, but it's like, su- like super, like, um, heartwarming and, mm. you know, we should just watch it. And I watched it and I kid you not, I cried, like, I don't, I like probably from heart, like, I can't remember when I started crying. It was just, it was just such a good movie to cry to, and me and her are like, and we like. She's also like a really strong, like tough person. Um, yeah, was a friend of mine, and like she just like started like the waterworks, and we went through like almost you're, half a box of tissues because it was just so sad. You're both just um, sat there, just like crying, crying your heart. We were just out. like, why are we crying so bad? And yeah. and it because it was, this movie is so emotional, yeah. um, but it's also you know such a kind of light movie at the same mm, time. Definitely, um, I agree. And and yeah, I think that was my first impression. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So, I am going to speak about the basic kind of. I don't know what you would say, like the facts or like the basic kind of introduction of the mu- movie. Um. Um. As I have done in the previous two episodes, I have also I found like a description mm. of the movie. Um. And I just think again, it'd be a really nice way to start. We probably should have done the first impressions after. <laughs> oh yeah. The description, but. Eager beavers. Eager beavers. 
Um, Eager Beavers. I think it's just because it's just such a nice movie that um, we we couldn't wait to start talking about it. Um, Anyways, so the description is as follows. Um, Holly Kennedy is beautiful, smart and married to the love of her life. A passionate, funny and impetuous Irishman named Jerry. So when Jerry's life is taken by an illness, it takes the life out of Holly. The only one who can help her is the person who is no longer there. Nobody knows Holly better than Jerry, so it's a good thing he planned ahead. Before he died, Jerry wrote Holly a series of letters that will guide her, not only through her grief, but in rediscovering herself. The first message arrives on Holly's 30th birthday, in the form of a cake, and to her utter shock, a tape recording from Jerry who proceeds to tell her to get out and celebrate herself. In the weeks and months that follow, more letters from Jerry are delivered in surprising ways, each sending her on a new adventure and each signing off in the same way. PSI love you. Holly's mother and best friends begin to worry that Jerry's letters are keeping Holly tied to the past, but in fact, each letter is pushing her further into a new future. With Jerry's words as her guide, Holly embarks on a journey of rediscovery in a story about marriage, fr- friendship, and how a love so strong can turn the f- finality of death into a new beginning for life. Again, I think this is quite an apt <laughs> description. Yes. Yeah, I think it covered everything. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely did the movie justice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was made in 2007. Um, it was made by a man called Richard. Uh, these not these surnames always get get me. Um, <laughs> Rich. I settled with Lagranes. La Lagranes. La uh, okay, it says on the Wikipedia it says Le Gravenes. Oh, there we go. Okay, um, Richard Le uh, Gravenes. Um, so he has also directed um, the Bridges of Madison Co- County. If anyone has watched that, so that was with uh, Clint Eastwood, I think, and Mer- I have no idea. It was a really, um, it was a really famous uh, romantic. I think it was on a rom com. I think it was a, it wasn't a rom com. It was oh. a, ro- it's a romantic uh, like drama. And I think it was about like um, mm. uh, like a war pick or something. I I don't know. I'm making this up. I I can't. Remember. But it was like a pretty iconic movie. Um, of its time okay. um, mm. yeah so he directed the movie um, it was picked it was distri- distributed by Warner Bros um, mm. and it went on to gross 156.8 million dollars um, okay. but had a budget of 30 million dollars um, it was pr- uh, it was Produced by um, Molly Smith, who um, has done movies like La La Land, um, Begin Again, which is one of my favorites, uh, also because obviously it's got Mark Ruffalo in it. <laughs> um, oh gosh! Uh, which other one does she do? Um, I I can't. That's the ones I can remember. Um, but yeah, it's okay. uh, it's produced by Wendy Feynman, Broderick Johnson, um, Andrew Kosovi. I'm not gonna even. Um, 
Um, and the screenplay was also kind of written by uh, Richard La Gravenise and then Stephen Rogers. So, yeah, so as we know, um, P.S. I Love You was based on a novel that came out um, in 2004, so around three three years before the movie. Um, and it was by Cecilia, Cecilia Ahern, who's also written um, the books um, Where Rainbows and If You Could See Me Now, A Play Scored Here and Thanks for the Memories. Those are the most, um, I think, notable um, of the novels. Any questions, Belle? No questions, I mean. <laughs> no questions. Quite straightforward, Great. yeah. <laughs> um, so because we are talking about the novel, I'm just going to kind of mention that like uh, really briefly. The only difference between the novel and the film is um, the in the... In the novel, the main characters Holly and Jerry Kennedy are Irish. However, in the film, only Jerry is Irish and Holly and her family are Irish Americans. And obviously the two live, they, they live in New York. Um, also, Jeffrey, Dean's, D- Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character, William, is an addition in the film. Um, I don't think that, I don't think it's in the oh, novel. Oh, right. Um... Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it says the film adds a character called William, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, and another thing is that all the letters by Jerry are, are like arrive in one package, um, and Holly is supposed like supposed to be opening them once a week. Whereas obviously in the film, um, they're kind of delivered like or like they're kind of. Um, what's the word yeah they're kind of delivered at like unusual places or like they're delivered to her every single day or he's kind of arranged this grand scheme of delivering these letters um in different times of her life um the film kind of remains like uh fixed on the novel um and all of like the letters aren't like none of the letters are changed but like um not verbally not verbally what is the but word? But the content of the letters. Yeah. The content of the letters. The yeah. written content, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot... I don't know what's going on with me today. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Go ahead. Um, But yeah, how interesting is that? Um, Yeah, that's... Oh. I, I'm... See, I'm now intrigued as to why they added William. Same. I think he was unnecessary yeah. as a character. Yeah, I don't think he adds much to the movie. I mean, literally, if you add up the amount of time he appears in the movie, it's probably like 10, 15 minutes. And this is a two-hour movie. Yeah. So I don't really understand what the relevance was. But, I mean, I guess they did it anyway. So Yeah. <laughs> but and also, interesting. Yeah, mm. and also the thing is that... Um, supposedly I think William was added in to the movie so that um, Holly's character could get over him could get over Jerry but like it's oh. but that doesn't work you know spoiler alert sorry no <laughs> um, <laughs> um, obviously you know she she gets over him after she reads the last letter I wouldn't say mm. get over again that is another critique that I had of the film but we'll will go on after that but yeah i think i again yeah. that character i don't understand why it's so unnecessary anyways moving on to the cast list 
Um, <laughs> so obviously we have Hilary Swank as Holly R- Riley Kennedy. Wow, that's a really long name. Um, and obviously Hilary Sla- Slank. Hilary Swank, we know from New- <laughs> well, I know from New Year's Eve, but obviously she's done like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, she was in Nine Hundred Two One Zero as well, I think, at one point. Um, oh, was she? Yeah. And oh, wow. one of the okay. best movies, like people say, that is um, the movie she did when she was quite young. It was Boys Don't Cry, um, and it was yeah. about uh, a, a trans man. Um, so yeah. Starring opposite Miss Hilary Swank, we had Gerard Butler, <laughs> who obviously everyone knows as um, uh, what's that guy? Is it Titan something? No, Olympus has fallen. <laughs> Legend of the Fall or something. Something about gladiators. Obviously, we don't watch those kind of movies. Yes, yeah, that's him. <laughs> I think it's is a it Russell Crowe that's in the other one. Um, but he was in Lara Croft, the one with Angelina Jolie. Oh yes, yes he was. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And of course, he was in James Bond. I think. Oh, but- was he? Oh no 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 sorry it's a small roles but obviously the oh, main one okay. was um, Lara Croft yeah um and then we have um uh, my fave Lisa Kudrow as Denise Hennessy by the way guys Fee I've just noticed Fee's top and she has she has a friend's top on so <laughs> yeah I love that it that was so <laughs> not coincidental I promise yeah um. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows my I like I literally wear this all the time. So the <laughs> infamous friends sweatshirt that I have. Um, the 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 fact that I could find about her thing was apparently they named it Denise because in Friends she had a roommate that never like that we never saw and the roommate was called Denise. <laughs> Denise. Really. I Appa- never that's what I that found was that's what. She had, yeah, of course. You know, you don't know about fair, Denise. To be fair, in my defense, I haven't. Wa- I mean, I loved Friends, but I haven't watched it in a very long time. Okay, but there's just a scene of um, Phoebe like Denise, Denise. Is this in the older episodes? Um, I think it's when like Rachel is wanting to move in. And oh. she's like, oh, but what about my roommate, Denise? And Je- <laughs> No, I th- not like, I think it's not Ren Rachel, but I think it's something, I think it is one of the earlier episodes and then it comes back again. And Joey's like, okay. hey, Phoebe, what's up with all these secrets? Who's Denise? Is she hot? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly uh, do not remember a Denise being mentioned, but I mean, that just says how long, I, that just says how long it's been since I've watched it. Lies. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lisa Kudrow's character was really funny in this. Again, mm. she's like the comedic side. I wouldn't say side character, but you know, she's that uh, that comedic relief that we need in the movie. Her and Gina Gershon, um, who it plays Shannon McCarthy, who's an, who's the other best friend, um, and who's married to John, um, who's played by James Masters. Um, he's obviously uh, Jerry's business partner. Yeah. Friend? Yeah, it's his business yeah. both. He's a his business partner and his friend. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, then we have uh, Harry Connick Jr., another prominent American name. Um, he was... Well, he is... I say he was. He's a really successful like singer, um, Grammy Award winning, and he's in... Um, what's that show about doctors in America? Not Grey's Anatomy, but there's another one. ER? I think ER? he's in ER? Or he's in something With John else. Clooney? Um, I don't know. Oh my god, yeah, I forgot John Clooney, was it? Oh, sorry. Not Doctors. Will and Grace. Um, Completely off. (laughs) Yeah, he's in in Will and Grace. Um, uh, And then obviously we have Jeffrey Dean Morgan, another Grace alumni. (laughs) Um, Literally in the first first, um, season of Grace, he... Yeah. He literally, yeah, just... It sets the tone for the rest of the season. And it's... Oh, guys, honestly, honestly, just go watch Grey's Anatomy. It's so good. He's... um He plays... He's Danny, who is uh, a mm-hmm. patient, but then later turns into um, Catherine Heigl's boyfriend. I'm using air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, those who know, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Nellie McKay as Sierra Riley, who is Holly's sister... I she looks really familiar familiar to me, um, and I'm trying to think where I've seen her, other than P.S. I love you as well. Um, mm. All I found out was I think she's yeah, so she's a singer, um, and yeah, I can't I can't I don't know where she's actually like where I've seen her. I don't know. <laughs> Don't know where. Yeah, British American singer and songwriter. Um, so she is. Yeah, she's a. She's quite a famous um, singer songwriter. Okay. Um, yeah. Another fave is Kathy Bates, um, who plays the um, mother of Holly and Sierra, um, and she's kind of like the grounding force, as I like to call it in the movie. She's obviously very like, she has her very pessimistic moments. But I think she's a really good, like a good um, grounding, I guess, factor in the movie. Um, and then you have Anne Kent as Rose Kennedy, Jerry's mother, and then Brian McGrath as Martin Kennedy, um, who played Jerry's father. Um, I couldn't really like find any facts about the casting. It's it was a really dull yeah i agree everyone (laughs) i agree everyone just got along with each other and (laughs) there were no feuds and nothing happened um i don't know if i should actually mention it with casting but um so obviously gerard butler and um jeffrey dean morgan play irish irish people However, the accent, oh, the Irish yeah. accent is just terrible. Yeah, I had it's literally, really bad. when I go into the critic reviews, yeah. Yeah, I, oh, I, sorry. It, oh, no, no, it's fine. It's it's something that I dive into when we get onto the critic okay. reviews, because that's something that people are like, no, that is a terrible is, Irish accent. It was ridiculous. And I, yeah, like, all I can say in Irish accent is, tree to tree. And that's that's really bad as well. But like theirs was, 
It's just horrible. I because I think isn't like isn't Jared Butler Scottish or is yeah Irish? in real life he's Scottish yeah. And it was just like those two accents, you could just and then Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh my god, let's not even get started. That was like he was. He, I'm not not he did he sounded like an elf like trying to like sound like an elf. Well, I don't even know, but like yeah. Anyways, um, that was my section over. Mm. Now I'm gonna hand it to the ever beautiful Belle. Why, thank you, Fee. So, okay, so I'm going to start off with the soundtrack. And um, so 15 songs actually feature in the film. Um, Mm -hmm. As I'm sure you expect, they're all themed around love um, and like, oh, what's edit? Mm -hmm. So um, they're all very endearing and um, themed around love, as um, you'd expect. Mm -hmm. And... um, Oh, and actually, um, some of the songs, I don't know if some of you might have seen the movie. Hopefully you watched it before this episode. But um, some of the songs are actually performed by the characters within the movie. So, for instance, and we see a few scenes where they're performing karaoke. And we see a few scenes where um, Gerard Butler's character, Jerry, um, he's actually in a band. So he was in a band when um, his character met Holly. And um, he's in a band, so we see some of the songs performed by him on stage in the movie. And then we also see, I think, one scene with William performing like an Irish song um, mm. for Holly. Yeah. Isn't it Galway Girl? Or yes. That the one? Is that... Yeah, yeah, that is the one. Yeah, it's Galway Girl. And it's basically a song that Jerry sang for her beforehand like mm. years ago and it just brings back emotions when she sees William not the Ed Sheeran we're not talking about the Ed Sheeran version of that no, song no no <laughs> and then um, just moving on one of the songs that features heavily throughout the movie is um, a song called I Love You Till The End yes and it, uh, it, it, yeah and it literally recur- recurs yeah recurs throughout the throughout the movie and it was performed originally by an Anglo-Irish punk band called The Pogues. And um, they, um, just a brief history lesson on The Pogues. They started performing in the early 80s. They broke up in 96 and then uh, formed their band again in 2001 and broke up again in 2014. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there we go. What did you think of the soundtrack for you? I I loved it. Like, I and like the funniest thing was um like as I was saying like also they're known for their fa- like the famous Christmas song fairy tale oh York. yeah and I think it's so funny that like I it's kind of bizarre slash funny I don't know why they would play it in the funeral um because uh, it's kind of like that song is I don't know I don't know how to describe it but it's just like when when that scene came on I just started laughing I was like that's so like why would you like that's so funny like why would you put that in a funeral like it's yeah I think that <laughs> song is is hilarious but um I really yeah. like the soundtrack I love um there's a song in it called Same Mistake by James Blunt um yes. and that's yeah. a very beautiful song um yeah no I think this I think the soundtrack was really nice <laughs> <laughs> That's my musical analogy. <laughs> okay, great. So, 
now we're and um, we're going to look at the script so so um so this is actually classed as a romance drama slash comedy which really surprised me because i didn't expect comedy to mm. be in there but um it's yeah i personally my my personal opinion i thought it was more of a romance slash drama um mm-hmm. i didn't think i didn't i personally didn't really see there was a lot of um d- well not a lot there was some comic relief from lisa kudrow and a bit from um the um holly's other best friend sharon but mm-hmm. i didn't think it was enough to make you know add comedy to the category so yeah i thought that was a bit confusing but um anyway yeah. and the but i mean i guess mm. it makes sense because you wouldn't call this a rom like i don't think you would call this a drama because it's so so it starts off really like sad and well it doesn't even start off that sad it just starts off like with them fighting or yeah. whatever um again i'm really unclear on whether that was an actual fight or whether that was foreplay um <laughs> I think that like, was I a fight. Understand. That was a fight. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I wouldn't classify it as a drama because it has, like, the middle, I guess, mm. from when they, like, when he starts reading um, the, the, when she, sorry, starts reading the letters. Mm. It gets really funny and it gets very light-heart- lighthearted, but also, obviously, there is that whole there's a dark comedy to it as well like when she's yeah, yeah, like when true. they find her in the closet and she's like um she says something like oh i'm just like asking god like god and she's laughing while she's saying it she's like i'm just asking god like why he would like think to take away my husband oh yeah like, yeah, really, yeah um yeah and even harry connick jr's character is like he's very dark like darkly like comic as well mm. um which is I understand like why it wouldn't be considered as a drama but yeah I mean I have to agree like it's not a fully rom-com yeah um, yeah no definitely not like the other movies yeah okay so um another thing that um I really liked in the first scene was when they there was a lot of foreshadowing I don't know mm-hmm. if you noticed it, Fee, but there was a lot of um, foreshadowing where we see, um, especially from Holly, and we see um, mm-hmm. um, some of her lines are basically things like, um, I, I actually made a note of them. Some of them, one of them said, I'll let my next husband do it. So this is, um, this is basically, she like, they go into bed and she turns off the light and she basically hits her, her, um, her leg against something. And, yeah. And they have like a jokey kind of um, squabble, and she says, "Oh, um, I'll let my next husband move whatever it was that she hit her foot against." She's like, "I'll yeah. let my next husband move it," something like that, along those lines. And then um, another line that I caught was, um, "They, um, they briefly dis- well, not briefly, but they discuss um, having a baby again in the first scene. Mm-hmm. They discuss having a baby, and then." Um, Jerry Jerry says you can't wait forever and we almost see like this foreshadowing building up to the fact that literally there is no forever for them because then yeah. obviously he has his brain tumour and then dies so I love that foreshadowing in the beginning and mm-hmm. I kind of saw I, I kind, when, when I heard those lines I kind of saw it coming 
that something was going mm-hmm. to happen to one of them that would be, yeah, yeah that would kind of get in the way of their happy ever after and then yeah. um, another thing I noticed with, with the script was um, the flashbacks and um, there, was, mm. there were a lot of flashback moments and we saw and we saw they were so long yeah yeah they were very long it wasn't like your typical like I don't like a flashback worth a few minutes these were like long five ten minute flashbacks I I don't know if you found this like as a as a, as a screenwriter like they were so badly written the the flashbacks yeah it wasn't like, great it wasn't it made me it, it I thought I found it quite cringe yeah it was so cringy yeah, like we just cringy. expect her to walk for two or three hours into a national park and she's just gotten there like without any car and then he's also how how has he gotten into this middle like the middle of the a national park without a car or anything and they're just we're just expected to be like oh no yeah they just all both got lost Mm-mm, no not realistic not realistic you need a car in Ireland you can't like especially if you're no if you, unless you're in like the city centre or whatever you need these they, they're in the countryside it doesn't it's just so stupid also like anyway sorry go on yeah it's yeah it's very unrealistic but very um, unrealistic. The, <laughs> the flashbacks um, in the flashbacks we see snippets of moments of how they fell in love Mm. And um, so, for instance, um, this is, um, I was just going to reference the scene that Fee just talked about, where she's mm-hmm. like lost in the middle of nowhere. And um, that's one of the flashbacks. And we, that's how they basically fell in love. They met there and they fell in love. And um, I think another scene is when he's singing to her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then she does the karaoke um, she does some karaoke and then we see their relationship at that point as well so the flashbacks yeah. mainly just show how their relationship um, developed and yeah. then another point for the script was um, we have like characters like Denise and Sharon who kind of mellow the mood so they're mm-hmm. there for comic relief especially Denise who um, as Fee mentioned before is Lisa Kudrow aka Phoebe and Friends yep. and um, we see that a lot of the things that she says brings a comedic element um, that makes makes the movie feel a, a bit less intense mm-hmm. and and oh I wanted to ask you what was your like going like in reference to like, the script and like things like that what was your favourite scene in the movie do you feel like you have one or was anything worth noting yeah i think i might have mentioned this before um mm. i don't know if i mentioned this maybe i did mention it to you um but i really love like we loved the scene with um her and kathy bates in the end like they're walking through the park in brooklyn um and she's talking <gasps> about that I was know. mine. That Is was it? that was what I was gonna. Yeah, that was what I was gonna say. Is it when she 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 asks her mom if she thinks her dad will ever come back? Yeah, yeah, and, just and then she gives her the final memory. letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and, my favorite um, scene. That was my favorite scene. Um, I I just love like the fact that like um, oh, I can't I can't remember what she said in that scene, but like Kathy Bates like character was just like um. He was the funniest 
like talking about uh, Holly's father and she was like he's the funniest guy he made me laugh so much and then Holly's like but we never like saw you laughing mm. and then she just takes a moment she's like well that's really sad like if you never saw me laughing or something mm. and then um and I, I actually can't remember the, how, how the scene goes um, but I just I really just love their relationship I think even though she like it's known that she doesn't get she, she didn't get along with her son-in-law um, she still made the effort for like the her daughter and she just she's very like that woman that just kind of kept everything to herself but obviously when her daughter needed her like dropped everything yeah. like went for it and it's just there um, picking up the pieces and like obviously I think in the end of that scene when they're both like crying or um, I don't know actually if it's that scene or like there's a scene before that but like there's a scene where Kathy Bates and Hilary Swank um, are both just crying and she's talking about how she can't move on um, and how he's always around her um, and oh my god I'm going to kick myself because it was such a good like dialogue that um, Kathy Bates said she was like there's something along the lines of like um just because he's around you like doesn't mean you should be like stuck with him or something like that it was just mm. along and it was just like both of them like coming like dealing with two different w- versions of men leaving them yes like where, where like her daughter has has to deal with it because he died um however you know like her her mum has to deal with it because it was a choice and yeah so I think the discussion was like does it is it does it do you feel better because it was a choice mm-hmm. or um or or like it was naturally or something like that and Kathy Bates is like just because it's a choice or not doesn't mean it doesn't hurt the same yeah and yeah, oh yeah. I, I love that, that. I, I love that, that yeah like that exchange between them um, but yeah, I, I just I love any um, scene between them two. Um, mm. Again, my only crit, and obviously I think obviously you're going to speak about this is mm. she didn't need the men, and she didn't also need to get over that the death in a year. Like it just there was no need for that. Um, but um, again, obviously we'll talk we'll talk about this. Um, oh, and can I also mention I forgot to tell you like talk talk about this when you were mentioning the music bit but there's a scene in the beginning when she's really like she's really sad and she's just watching um judy garland movies yes yeah and it's one of judy garland's like most famous but very um very uh what's the word for it very sad and like uh distressing song and um it's it's uh, what is it called um the writings on the wall and it's like I've seen this done in so many like series and stuff um oh. you go ahead and I'm gonna try and find if I if I can okay. if I found the name okay all right so we're moving on to the critical response so <laughs> what was interesting was that a lot of the like well-renowned professional critics did not like it just mm. didn't like the movie whereas just like your average average audience member like liked it so there was yeah. that divide i found that divide and it was a very big divide but the general thoughts from like both groups was that it was very chick flicky <laughs> um and um that's basically one of the 
common words that kept coming up when I was looking mm-hmm. it up. And um, the majority of professional critics that I found actually rated it very low. A lot of them didn't like Hilary Swank being the leading lady. Um, yeah, they didn't. Oh no! What were you gonna say before I say my next point? Because it might be no, the no, no. Everyone always thinks she's always a hit or miss, like in rom com leads. Um, mm. Yeah, but go on. Yeah, because they thought. I mean, a lot of the commentary was basically that she, she just wasn't. She didn't do the cutesy sweet role very well, which I mm, have yeah. to agree because. When um when we go back to the scene that we discussed earlier, which is when they first meet, mm-hmm. you know the part where the dog is coming up to her, and he's like yeah. he's trying to be like the knight in shining armor, and he's like, oh, um, turn around, don't be scared, that and was she's such like, a scene. yeah, and it's I found I found it so cringeworthy because she's like turning, so she's bad. like, oh, she obviously she's pretended because she knows he's pretend um he's yeah. like pretending so that she can like hug her and everything and she's like oh I'm scared and I just found it really cringe I was like oh no I don't like of like a house dog yeah so I I just yeah I found that I found that really cringe but um, I mean most of them tended to be more in favour of um, Gerard Butler's performance Um, Mm. the only thing that kept coming up that they criticised him about was um, something that Fee mentioned, which is his um, his Irish accent, that they thought it was very poor. And then... <laughs> <laughs> it sounded he tried to be really Irish, but it just came off Scottish. Yeah, it, it no, didn't work. Yeah, Did not work. Yeah, and then um, I mean the just the average viewer, um, just like average people that had watched it, thought that they. And both leads seem to work. They liked both Hilary Swank as Holly and Gerard mm-hmm. Butler as Jerry. Um, yeah. They, um, they, yeah, generally died. Um, the, um, the commentary was that they had really good chemistry. It was mm-hmm. endearing, very nostalgic, romantic, and a tearjerker. And it had a, a from like the average, average, you know, people that had watched it. It had a lot of st- five star reviews from them, but the critics yeah. weren't weren't so weren't so lenient. <laughs> I and, if um, this has Amazon reviews. Mm. I'm gonna look it up while. Oh yeah, continue. look it up. Yeah, and then um, oh, and a few people did make comparisons to the book, and everyone that did mention the book preferred the book to the film. Mm. Yeah, and then another critique. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that. I don't think I've really heard of any cases where it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, a lot of like the professional critics weren't really keen on the direction that Rich, um, the director, Richard Lagravanese, mm-hmm. La- La- Lagravanese. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sorry if La- I just Gravenez, butchered that. Lagravanese, yeah. yeah. A lot of the critics thought that he tends to have a lot of hit and miss movies even though he's like a really big um director in hollywood um they were they mm-hmm. just thought that ps i love you was more of one of his um the movies that didn't mm-hmm. work for him and yeah with with that group of critics um the things the words that kept coming up were it's insufferable someone said it's insufferably sufferable 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. I I I don't know. I don't think so. But I mean, yeah. I can see why they see feel that way. But yeah, I think you just it yeah. depends what kind of lens you're lo- you're looking at it through. Are you looking at it just as a just a nice cutesy movie, or are you really picking it apart? And mm-hmm. I guess with professional critics, they're always their aim is always to pick it apart and just like really get down to the nitty gritty. And um, another thing that kept yeah. coming up um, was that it's the story. The storyline was very cliche. Yeah, mm-hmm. and one of the few things that actually got praise from professional critics is um, that they like the outfits and the sense of style throughout the film yeah I was going to talk about that yeah, so yeah. that's one of the things that got praised but yeah other than that they just completely yeah more or less hated it um, more or less yeah I'd just like to go back to I just found the name of the song oh go ahead yeah um the Judy Garland song and it was called The Man That Got Away um I've seen that like same kind of um not performance like or like similar kind of scenes where like that that song is super iconic because obviously it's from A Star Is Born the Judy Garland version Mm. um there's three there's one with Barbara Streisand Julie Judy, Judy, Judy Garland, and then obviously Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is such an iconic song. Like I've seen it played in so many kind of um, similar like scenes in in different movies. Mm. Um, the one that like, obviously comes to mind because I watched it five hundred times, and it's um, in Gilmore Girls, of course. <laughs> um, and they play it when basically. Um, Luke who is who is Lorelai's like love interest comes back to her like after they've broken up right and this song is playing and it's obviously like literally the same chorus um like I literally was like oh my god it's literally the same chorus and like kind of the same scene but obviously like she's in PS I love you she's like singing her heart out and then it's more like just in the background thing um Mm. but yeah like going back um to what you said um i i mean i think she does a pretty good job like hillary swank is like i think in this role you needed somebody to be a mediation of really sweet who's like super sweet and down to earth but you also need like someone who can cry like her like i think most of the time and like i think why this um, movie garners such a emotional response is because of her like crying like it's so easy to um I mean no it's it's really easy to make like someone cry but like your heart breaks when she's in those mm. scenes she's crying to her mom she's crying like in a closet and like she's she's crying like alone in the bed when she's singing that song and you're just like oh my god this woman has gone you know gone through her worst nightmare at 35 mm. years old and her like husband has passed away like how do you deal with that um, no, thirty even. He dies, I think, when she's twenty nine, and then she she turns thirty, doesn't she? And um, he she starts to get the letters. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's so, thirty five. So years she's old. like really young. Oh, he's the, yeah. Oh right, I see. Okay. Um, because she got married when she was nineteen, so he must have been twenty five. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, and I don't, I, I think she, they were cast appropriately. Um, you, I think also Jared Butler, like you need someone, and he kind of has that feisty edge as well. Like when they were having the fights mm. and you could see that he, there's a very sensitive side that he brings mm-hmm. to the character, but there's also like a really feisty and like, mm-hmm. um, like charming side to it, um, to, to the character. Um, but That's yeah, true. I think I I I, don't, I think the casting was fine. I don't think I, I again. I think as I mentioned, for that William didn't need to be a character. I saw no kind of resolution no. for that no. character. No. no need. Um, it was just also weird that she had sex with her husband's best friend or something. Like that's really weird. Why Why did you even need to include that? Like, yeah. What I wanted to ask you is, do you think that their relationship was healthy? Because I made a few points about that. So I'm interested to see what you, you have to say about it. Yeah, so... Okay, so I know majority of the people are going to be like, yeah, it's a healthy relationship. But <laughs> I don't feel the way. And I obviously, I think... I agree with like I think Belle agrees with me as well. Um yes, yes, yes. Because yeah. and okay, every couple fights you have really toxic like fights and um you know situations like that. I but the thing is like there's just something completely different like it's not a fight about I don't know how to describe it but like he almost like basically pushes her to the edge every time like he's he's I don't know if you see this so like with the karaoke thing that's what I saw like Mm. he's kind of just like testing her and and um hang on I wonder if I've written that away I've written it on my notes no um so yeah like he's just constantly like pressing Mm. her um and obviously vice versa she does the same like as we see in the um in the like first scene like when they're fighting and stuff mm, like they're, f- yeah. they're fighting over something I think it's like not a big issue but again obviously it's it's about like mm. having children and whatever and of course that's an important part but I think had he have like if he had not passed away and probably they must they might have like um spent another few years together I think it wouldn't have lasted that long and again maybe the, uh, maybe a factor of why there wasn't a child involved in the relationship is because it was quite I don't think a child could have survived that relationship in terms of it mm. wouldn't have been healthy like per, like parents and like yeah mm-hmm. I don't know I, I but I yeah I like I agree with you I, it's definitely not a healthy relationship um, obviously they fight a lot but there's always like this thing of him pushing and she also mentions this before is when she's like that's one of the reasons her mom doesn't like him is because he she ran off with this smooth talking like charmer and who got married to her daughter when she was 19 also that's another thing like why mm. that's so young to get you know to hitch to get hitched and like to a person they met and they don't even know each other properly that's another thing um, mm. but yeah, I I do I I I don't think that this was un I know this like this my whole response is very in- 
like comprehensive but like it, yeah I, I honestly don't think no, that it was fine. quite a healthy it's relationship fine. and I think if anything children would have just made it more complicated um, yes. and they're just constantly at each other's weaknesses and at each other's throats and like especially and obviously like I, I, I talked about Jerry and him like pissing her off but also Holly in the same time is like we need a bigger apartment we need this we need that like you know and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah I mm-hmm. think they wouldn't have survived had he had he been in life I don't think that relationship would have gone far but what about you yeah no I 100% agree um so I mean one thing that I took from it was they don't they don't really know what each other want which just feels like there's a breakdown in communication and it just seems like um, they don't really know what each other want and it's it's things like fundamental things Mm -hmm. like do they want children because in the first scene of course we see where holly's like um she 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 seems a bit uncertain as to whether 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 or not she wants kids whereas he he's 100 percent in for having kids and she's like oh maybe Mm -hmm. we'll wait a few years so I, i felt like there must be a breakdown in communication if you don't know something as fundamental as like whether or not you want children so yeah that that was like one one big thing for me and mm-hmm. i felt like the opening scene revealed a lot about their relationship when they have the heated argument and um we see that holly has actually been bottling up resentment mm-hmm. because i don't know if you remember this fee but there's a point where they're in the kitchen um when they get home and they're in the kitchen and um they're the arguments kind of started and it's got the ball rolling and she says something like like they're arguing about like coming from mm-hmm. her mum's place and like um he told her mum that she didn't want kids and she's not happy that he said that to her mum and then she suddenly brings up the fact that oh and you took out a loan with your friend mm-hmm. to start your your car business so it's almost like holding on to resentment and then bringing it into your present argument so it's almost like you've like been letting it build up mm-hmm. and fester. So I thought that yeah. was like another thing about the um like poor, unclear communication. Yeah. And she also I don't know if you found this, but she has unresolved wounds <laughs> like unresolved wounds from her father having left her mum when she was younger. So she automatically feels like Jerry is going to leave her at some point. And I don't feel like yeah. it's a healthy way to be in a relationship. I feel like, if anything, it's something that should have been worked on before she got in, in, into a relationship. Or at least kind of like yeah. something she should be aware of. But it feels like she she's not even aware that it's affecting her relationship. And it just seems that she hasn't even healed before getting into the um, the relationship with him. Yeah. Which means that he's ending up having to pay for her dad's her dad walking out on her, and he's constantly having to reassure her that he's not going to leave. Which then leads to him mm-hmm. leaving the letters because he feels like she won't cope without yeah. him. So he's left letters, and it's almost as if he's still with her beyond the yeah. grave. That's so true because like yeah, you, yeah that yeah. like you were saying that in that beginning scene when they're fighting with each other um she's like she says something along the lines of well jerry like why why don't you leave kind of thing and he's just like yes yeah and yes he's just like i'm not gonna leave your side like until i die or something like that and i just 
when you Literally. said that, I'm like, yeah, that's so true yeah. because she has she has this thing of and and also that that might be a reason why she's compl- like she's testing him and she's like throwing all these like yes. um um all these like commands and stuff not commands but like the, the these kind of desires and stuff and like testing what's going to yeah. make him walk out and then she realizes that nothing will yeah and and this yes this, yes 100% oh, like this other factor this other concept of death is a thing that's going to remove her from her you know from her life and it's not going to be any like he's he's there and yeah i i mean i i totally agree that she hasn't she didn't even have a relationship before she met jerry like he was no, her first relationship so he was literally her first yeah, yeah relationship so yeah interesting. yeah so yeah literally she keeps daring him mm-hmm. to leave and she's almost like trying to see if like is is this the breaking point is this the breaking point with like little things that mm-hmm. she does so yeah and one last thing I wanted to discuss is do you think the fact that he leaves her the tapes and the letters do, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing do you think it's helpful to her or do you think it's a hindrance to her that's a really good question I don't know because I felt like it works in the movie because obviously it's like a fictional yeah. world but I feel like in real life it prolongs the healing process because eventually she's going to have to move mm. on. He can't keep, obviously he's, he's passed away and he, he can't keep being by yeah. her side. So with all the, you know, through in the form of like all these mm-hmm. letters and tapes and things like that. So I feel like it's probably best if he, in the real, real world, if this was in the real world to just let her go through her own healing process. Yeah. But this just lets her cling onto him a bit more. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, these letters. Oh, yes, it's so sweet. He loved these letters and it's going to last for like a whole year and it's so mm. sweet. But in the end, she's still going to have to let yeah. him go. So I think, in, I don't know, I feel like if you're thinking practically, it makes it, it would make, it would naturally make it harder for someone to move on. I don't know if you... Yeah. You feel the same I mean, way, I I think, but... and this kind of relates back to the, my critique that I had of this movie, is that it mm. takes longer than one year to get over somebody, especially that close. Exactly. Um, mm. And he leaves, I think, ten or twelve um, tapes for the whole year, but it's again, it's not enough mm. for somebody to kind of fill that gap. Um, right. Having said that. I think, like, again, if we're talking about the real world and, like, your loved one has passed on, um, I don't know. Personally, I don't think I would want the tapes. Maybe letters. Maybe letters are Mm. more... I'm more, like, of a letter person. Like, I would want the writing, the handwriting. I'd have it framed somewhere in the house or something like that. Like a keepsake, Like a keepsake of of their... you know of mm. the memory and like the bond that you shared but i think tapes are too real and it freaks i mean it i think it would freak yeah. me out and it would just reiterate yeah. the fact that like this person's not in my life and it would just keep reminding yeah. her that he's passed away really tragically um and he's not that yeah. and and it's like that scene in in the beginning when she's like just calling after the funeral when she's calling her voicemail calling his voicemail to just like listen to that yes speaking right and it's just you can't like i don't know exactly. i mean but then again i think this their relationship was something like 
where he knew that he was the only person that could um, have you know help her move on because obviously her mum tried her friends have like had had mm. tried her sister tried and everyone around her tried but everything just reminded her of Jerry and maybe that's what she needed is that keepsake or that um, that kind of permission or um, that acceptance yeah. from Jerry himself and being like it's okay like you can move on and like I am fine and I'm yes. still around yeah. you yeah. Um, because you know people you know some people do need that validation and like that's why you know people like mm-hmm. mediums and like psychics exist because you need to know that mm. the person that has passed on around you is in a better place and you can now move on and you can kind of live your life but yeah I think that's that's a really good question I don't know if I probably I personally wouldn't want that because I'm more of like yeah just get on with it kind of you know and and I think that would just kind of suck you into that horrible place that you are when they when they've been when they've passed yeah wow deep chats I agree (laughs) I know look at that um (laughs) do you have anything else to add no I think that's it I think I've come to the end of um everything that I wanted to say okay I'm just going to talk about the costumes for the first time because I've been able to um so obviously I think she like I love her outfits they are a bit outrageous at times like the kind of yeah um what's the kind of is it tartan is that the oh it says red and black uh, yeah. red and buffalo checkered plaid dress played rap dress that she wears for her birthday I think that's a bit like crazy I wouldn't wear that in a club um but yeah I think hers like her style is very like cute and chic it's very like it does remind me of like 2005 like American fashion that you see on in rom-coms um Mm. but like I haven't kind of found anything um I kind of didn't find the costume uh the costume design um people on this um but yeah like a lot of like um oh I don't know if you noticed this but you know the pink, pink mm. blouse that she's wearing in the bar like it's pink with bows Oh which scene is this? They're in the bar and they um uh where is this? They're in the bar and um I don't know if this is in Irish or when she meets a sexy Irish thing oh it's so yeah they when they're in when they meet William or something oh wait I'm trying to remember what she was wearing she's basically wearing this like pink blouse Uh, bit oh gosh yes it's the short sleeved like silky yeah pink um, pink top and they actually like used the same blouse in like the promotional pictures of like her and Gerard Butler and stuff and I thought that was so funny. Um, right. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't think I really found anything. I think she's like, obviously because she, then she turns into a shoe designer. So she's always had that really like mm-hmm. classic, um, a classic like New York chic, like very like French as well right. at the same time. Like I love her skirts. She wears a lot of nice skirts. Um I love her jackets. I'm obsessed with the jackets that she wears. Um, like the red one when she goes and um, like visits um, 
Denise. Um, and then... Oh, gosh, I don't even remember this. Um, I don't remember what she wore. Oh, she... Um, it's like a little... So, basically... Oh, gosh, yes! Is it when Denise is trying on her wedding dress? Yes! Yeah, so when she's going to um, meet um, Denise with her for her wedding dress, she's wearing, like... I think they're plaid, like... Not plaid, sorry. They're like striped trousers, and she's yes. like this black top. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I love this one. Um, she's. I love her little red jacket. It's so cute. Yeah, um, I like that. Shoes. I like that. Yeah, cute. Very. Yeah, that's very cute. I think her. Yeah, I think her shoe business would take off. Honestly, I think she. It's there's nothing in the market like that, and they're so like artistic and cute as well. Um, yeah, I love this one as well when she comes to like island. Like she's very like on point, mm-hmm. which I really love. I lo- I love that she's got like a little poppy um on her jacket. This is like we're talking about this white outfit that she basically come when she comes with Denise and uh, Sharon, is that her name? Yeah, that's her. Yeah, Sharon her. Yeah, and she's like friend, wearing a yeah. white yeah, like a white beret and like a turtleneck and it's very cute. Um, she can also pull this off because she's very like tall and um, slim but I lo- I, yeah um, I think so this is the blouse that I was talking about um, yeah are there any other ones I don't really like this one um, but yeah there's I don't it hasn't kind of given like a credit of who's done her costume design um, okay. but it like on like through the I'm articles, it's, by like, it's a lot of like Chanel and Burberry and stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, I see. that's classic Chanel. Um, but yeah, <laughs> she's very like, which is also like, how is she so chic and like, how can she afford these clothes if they're living like in a one bedroom apartment? Like that's true. But I, at the beginning, I don't know if you remember this. Um, they're talking about. Um, I think Jerry says to her, "Oh well." Um, if you do eventually want to have kids, you'll have to something along the lines of if the eBay they eventually thing. want to start. Yeah, if they yeah. eventually want to start having kids, she has to cut down on her shopping, and she's yeah, like, like, I buy everything from eBay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her Mark Jacobs from like Arizona or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the costume is is really um well obviously like may, the main person is is holly but her costume is really like kind of flawless and classic mm. except for obviously the hideous outfit in i like when she meets jerry for the first time um oh I did not yeah like she's that. got like the denim she's got the denim on the denim leather hasn't jacket. She? um yeah like the lucky leather jacket that like they both share and she keeps at the end oh um, yeah the one that she um she said oh i want it in a bet when she bet yeah. jerry yeah um, but other than that, I don't think I have anything else for the costume. I th- I just think it's very like pretty and and proper, and I love that they've used like a lot of like like tartan like inspired like like although obviously we're not in Scotland, but again they might have mistaken that. But um, yeah, I I just love like you know her jackets. I think her jackets are the best. Like those are my favorite things. Yeah, um, I liked her sense of fashion. I like her, yeah. Um, mm. That's all on uh, costume, I think. I don't think I... Yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. So, I think that's all, isn't it? Yeah. 
have we missed out on any questions no i don't think we have i think we've we've gone through everything so how do you feel like men are portrayed in the movie um i think there's like an equal like i I like that there's like equal characters like in terms of there's enough men and women um Mm, but yeah like i i obviously i don't think the william character was necessary um i liked harry connick jr's uh character because i i think that she did need some like a a man to be just her friend and nothing else and i like that they were like when they kissed and stuff they were like yeah this is like kissing my sister and I, i'm glad that she had someone to be like okay she's not going to move away from this person being romantic with another person this person's just going to be her friend you know even though he's liked her in the past or whatever and then of course like as i mentioned before like jerry and um you know jerry is that like mix of sensitive like ground stable grounding but he's also feisty when need be um and he's protective over what he loves and i think it it kind of makes up for what you know holly didn't have in the past with Mm, her father and stuff yeah yeah definitely she just kind of she just kind of has that and um and i again that's why i think she's so rattled when when he dies basically Mm, i agree yeah. Um, and what about you, Belle? I felt like, yeah, I mean, I, I personally didn't think Daniel's Daniel's character was needed, and I didn't think William's character was needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like, mm-hmm. especially William, like you mentioned, I felt like it was very yeah. fleeting. Like his mm-hmm. um, his his scenes and they weren't very um, they didn't really stand out they weren't very memorable the movie definitely could have done without it but um, I do think that mm-hmm. it was it was nice to see men being portrayed as like not having a hidden agenda just genuinely being interested in her especially a woman grieving a, a, you know she's a new widow so I thought it was nice to see the that side where it's not yeah it's not a case of like this man's trying to take advantage of her which sometimes i feel like movies lean lean um lean towards so i liked the fact that they focused more on this is someone positive coming into her life so i like that yeah yeah i think a concluding point i'd just like to say on that is that i also liked how all the men in the movie well i mean except for john who's his best friend didn't really like or didn't really get why holly was with jerry but also respected like his like kind of last wishes and like helped her go through this kind of um helped her go through this process of finding these letters and like helping her read these letters and like helping her move Mm. on and achieving what kind of jerry wanted for her um so yeah um so we spoke about the men and we're just going to touch on the female relationships a bit. I think we've already kind of mentioned a bit about the female relationships. Um, but yeah, how do you think like they're portrayed in this movie especially? I thought I thought it was very realistic and I like the sisterhood mm-hmm. um the sisterhood that um came in the form of obviously Denise and Sharon when she lost Jerry. Um I really like that bond between yeah. them. I um 
I also liked her relationship with her mum. I thought it was very, portrayed very realistically. Um, they had, you know, they had mm-hmm. their moments where they would like have a bit of a rift and then just completely forgive each other and be fine again. Um, another thing yeah. I wanted to mention was when she's um, she's obviously out of her friends. She's the one that's been met. Ma- she she was the one that's been married, and now she's lost Jerry. And she now sees her friends moving on. So she sees Denise. Denise mm. um, is about to get married. So she decides to um, ignore Denise's calls, and she just kind of shuts herself yes. out. And also, sh- um, Sharon yeah. is about is pregnant and about to have a baby, and these are both happening at mm-hmm. a time that she's trying to heal from Jerry's um, losing Jerry, and you see that side yeah. of like that jealous side to her when she's a bit envious of yeah. the fact that they she obviously wanted to have a child with Jerry at some point, and now her friend Sharon's having that mm-hmm. child, um, a baby, and we see Denise who's almost like the friend that's there to provide comic relief the friend that's like um a bit promiscuous and now you see her set finally settling down and um choosing yeah. to obviously start a life with um her new um this new man in her life so i thought it was portrayed mm-hmm. it w- i like that it wasn't like perfect and it's like friends are there forever even though her friends were with her we still saw that conflict which i yeah. think um added a bit of an edge to the movie and didn't make it very it didn't make it like cheesy so yeah Yeah. so it was it was good to add a bit of conflict in there and how do you um how Um, do you think what do you think about the the female relationships well i mean i had a question because you when you brought that Mm. like point up about her not being a good friend would you okay i guess i don't know if this is a simple yes Mm. or no but like do you think it's excusable because she's going through such a hard time? Like, would you be like, she's a bad friend? Or, like, would you be like, she's she's just going through something? I mean, from the way that I would look at things, I think it's best yeah. to communicate. Even if mm-hmm. she's not going to communicate the fact that she's jealous because it's, it's not something yeah. that's easy to say to someone, especially your friend like your best friend but i think some some kind of communication was needed just to let her friends know that in these in this pivotal moment that they're having in their lives she would be there for them as well just like they'd been there for her Mm -hmm. because obviously denise wants her to Mm -hmm. be her bridesmaid and then she just never calls her back never return you know just never comes back to her and denise obviously isn't happy about that so in my personal opinion, in real life, I feel like there would need to be some form of communication. Even if she was jealous, she could have easily just said something like, oh, she doesn't want to do... She wants... She, You know, find a way to say she doesn't want to be a bridesmaid. Yeah. Like, in a polite way. Yeah. 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 I mean, I personally don't think, like, she was jealous. I, like, to say, I think maybe she was just... And again, I agree with your point of like there needs to be communication, mm. which is why I'm bringing up this point is she probably wasn't jealous, but I think it was just the kind of depression that followed um, Jerry's death. And when you're in that moment, like even waking up mm-hmm. and brushing mm-hmm. your teeth mm-hmm. is such a difficult and mundane right. task yeah. to do. And so I, I think that 
it was like it's acceptable and she could have just been like okay i'm gonna mm-hmm. step away and i can't be your bridesmaid i can't i'm sorry i can't be there for you right now because i'm right so, um, like right, emotionally right, unavailable right, right, right now exactly um so i do think that should have been like um communicated but i do agree with denise is like you know i think getting out of the hurt is also putting yourself into and that's how i i do like i react to situations Mm. like that if like if there has been a loss i mean you know you would like i would probably just kind of divert my attention Mm. and like go somewhere else and whatever um so i do agree with denise i'm like i i do agree with the fact that you know that she has been kind of in that in that um like just not attentive and not there for her friend but also I understand because she's gone through such like a like a life altering mm-hmm. definitely kind of definitely event and it's totally understandable but you know at the end of the day it's just like that needs to be communicated to her friends and yeah and I I've got yeah I I like the fact that there was like this portrayal of everything is mm, not perfect mm. you know she also has flaws like we can't keep feel, feeling sorry exactly. for this person that is going through something like this because she also has flaws but we understand like what why she's yeah. like this and what has triggered her to be like this um I think I'm on the same page say that just to touch on the point that you said about her not you know not being portrayed as a perfect woman that's lost her husband and we're all you know feeling bad for her but we also see that side that isn't very nice to her and that's i feel like that makes up a three but three-dimensional character yeah for that sure she's not just one way but we just see her as a huge like human mm-hmm. and sometimes human respond in ways that we don't we don't expect or agree, yeah agree to yeah or agree with yeah, yeah exactly yeah. um but again like i think with the familiar relationships i think i agree with your point like i love the relationship she has with her mother i love how the women in obviously take charge in the situation and everyone's just kind of with mm. you know with her and constantly there for her um the woman kind of kind of pick her up when she's down especially at her job you know sharon that who works with her she's so understanding and Mm. Um, you know just constantly there like the girl like her friends take time to go on this trip with her to help her get over this um, to help her new, meet like a new man um, and and yeah I think it's it's such a strong relationship but again I think in you know the the director has done such a good um, such a good job in, in portraying like her flaws as well as all of the all of mm. her side characters right, and all of yeah, her yeah. friends and and her mum and whatever. But I, I do think that the relation the female relationships are like kind of ground gra- a grounding factor and essentially that's what helps her reach this point of moving on mm. and reading the letters. I mean they persuade her to go and read the letter. Um Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, yeah I think Again, yeah, as I said, they're just like a, it's a ground, it's a grounding and moving factor of the movie. Mm, um, yeah. and yeah, I think now we just have to rate it out of. So apparently, it was rate out of ten. <laughs> um, so yeah, now we're just gonna give it a rating out of ten. Um, so Belle, what would you rate it out of ten? So I would rate it. Oh, I'd rate it a four. I'd rate mm. it a four. Yeah, I. 
it it did it it I think it was just too long. It did get quite dull at points. Overall, it's mm-hmm. a very sweet movie, but I don't think I'd want to sit down and watch the whole thing again. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And how, um, what would you rate it, Fee, out of 10? I think I'm going to give it the same rating. I think I'm going to do mm. four as well. I think it was really a nice movie. It's a very um, it's a very sad movie. So if you want something to cry mm. to, watch this movie. Um, but, however, there are things that are just running on in terms of script and and scenes I think certain scenes don't Mm, need to be there I feel certain characters don't Mm -hmm. need to be there I think it should have stuck to what the novel had in plan um and yeah I think I mean I I I do love Hilary Swank I think she was really good in this movie Kathy Bates also again female characters were just really nice in this movie um even Jared Butler I think he was really good in this movie um yeah the cast was amazing I think the direction was in most parts amazing and the film like the screenplay was kind of rounded up it was really good um but yeah I will it was way too long and way too dull in places yeah. and in, and some some of the story did not make sense and it just didn't need to be there and for that reason I'm gonna give it a four okay well there we go so yeah so we'll be rounding up today's episode and tune in next time to um hear us discuss for another irish special (laughs) tune in next week to hear us discuss um leap year so we'll be looking at leap year and um hopefully you guys get a chance to watch it before you tune in um once again available on netflix exactly once again let us know your thoughts in the comments um give us some reviews and yeah just let us know what you think as always our social media handles will be down in the description and yeah as Belle said just give us a nice review a nice rating that's all we need I'm joking (laughs) Um, but yeah meet us next week where we will discuss leap year and stay safe wash your hands wear a mask all that jazz Um, and yeah Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye, Bye, everyone.